It seemed like when Terry Rozier got going, one of the things you did is you got up on the body. So used to playing against a guy like that that you kind of know what he would like to do? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, me and Terry definitely had battles here. But not only that, you know, I just, you know, I hear all the chitter chat about me not being really a great defender and I can't guard faster guys, shift their guards. Wait a minute, who the hell who said, said that? that? Don't, don't worry about it. You, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say his name. Okay. A. Sherrod, Sherrod Berkeley said his name. And uh, those guys from the Garden Report, all of them, okay. don't think I'm a great defender. So, you know, i just been coming out every game trying to prove and let them know that I'm still first team two years in a row running so shut the fuck up wow. okay. okay all right all right we're in, delay. we're in delay we're good <laughs> the big girls love that chicks love the last shot opportunity somebody give me a napkin so i can wipe my mouth Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Joseph Pavone, and of course, alongside Cedric Maxwell. Max, I don't even know where to begin, man. You, you know, I'm coming back from Atlanta over the weekend. A, a beautiful wedding. A, amazing time, right? I come back Sunday night. You got, you got Marcus Smart talking to you, right, Max? Of course, we, I got to get the scoop from you. Marcus Smart talking to you. And, and calling out Aisha Rod and, and the Garter Report, you know, we gotta we gotta talk about that. But then, but then Monday morning comes along, right? Paul Pierce, ESPN, let's go, let, let Paul Pierce go for his uh, his let's say his IG live show that he had over the weekend. Is indiscretion. Let's, let's go with that. Let's say that's, what it is. All right, that's that's better. I like I like your yeah. I like the way you put it better. Then that happens, right? Well, we have to dive deep into that, right? There's, there's a lot there, and then finally. Right, the the Celtics survived the New York Knicks. Uh, Marcus Smart, of course, down the stretch hits a big three pointer, and, and the Celtics are, are, are calling people out here, right? Well, at least Tristan Thompson is, right? Tristan Thompson, uh, great performance, of course, off the bench, and he almost had a double double. Uh, you know, for a guy who hasn't played for over a month, or, or at least close to a month. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Tristan Thompson came in and he, Through he played particularly well. I think that if you look at his performance, he's one of the keys to what they did. And the thing that you see from him a little bit more is what he does on the defensive end. I mean, Robert Williams obviously has more upside so far as blocking shots, but Tristan Thompson is so much more physical. And that's the thing that, that, you know, that's that's why it was a good win. Uh, Because very seldom you walk away from it, that we walked away this year from a game where we said, the Celtics were more physical than the opposition, and they laid wood on the Knicks. And the Knicks were ahead in that game, and and you know, kind of cruising along. And then the Celtics just tightened their defense up, their defense up. And uh, you know, people again, they always want to strike at Marcus, but Marcus was uh, huge in that fourth quarter. I think he had it was either twelve or fourteen points in that fourth quarter as he knocked down shot after shot, and just and you know, he refused to let these guys. Uh, lose that game, and to me, that was really big because you didn't you you didn't want to lose to the Knicks who were ahead of you. You didn't want to give all all the if if they had lost that game, man, how much more chatter would there have been about how bad the Celtics were? 
Oh man, of course. Second night of a back to back, you you lost both both games. Of course, well, one against the Philadelphia 76ers, which is like the complete other end of the spectrum, right, of the Eastern Conference playoff picture, and then you lose against the other side, which is you know you're not record wise, you're not way better than, but of course, after losing against the Philadelphia 76ers, they needed that win. They, they needed that in the locker room and, and for their mentality. But of course, Tristan Thompson, he kept that energy afterwards, right? He called. Uh, he was asked about a, a report or at least a rumor that came out that. That, uh, suggested some players from the Celtics team weren't happy with him or didn't like him, didn't like Tristan Thompson as a teammate. Uh, now, the, the initial report said that it was because he's been going out and, you know, this is Kevin O'Connor talking, uh, you know, from, from the ringer on his podcast. And he's saying that from what he heard, it, the, the dynamic of the locker room that doesn't help because because of COVID, because, because of health and safety protocols, there's a there's a divide, it's a split locker room. The entire team, of course, can't be in the exact same locker room. So he said that, of course, led to this. And he confirmed it with his co-host and uh, he called them out. Tristan Thompson says, look, I don't I don't forget a name. Listen, that's not true. You know, whatever you got that, that's that's. That's BS. And, um, and of course, we're going to see how this energy translates on the basketball court because so far it's, it's pretty good for them right now. Right, Max? Yeah. This is energy that they really needed. They really needed the opportunity to get out there and win that game and, you know, forget about all that. And to me, they just listen to too much noise. I mean, this is the most noise-listening team. I mean, we talk about Kevin Durant, but I'm not sure how far the Celtics are behind and you know, listening to that outside noise. Uh, you know, what really matters are those guys that play with you, the coaching staff. Those are the guys that really matter. And, and that, and, and you want to, you know, listen to their opinion a lot more than those people who don't know as much about the game. I did something with uh, Comcast after the game with Michael Felger and Michael Holly, And, uh, you know, both those guys, they were just, they were going in. I mean, Brad needs to Brad needs to be fired. Fire Brad, trade this one, do that. I mean, it's just like. And the funniest thing about it is, both those guys are very accomplished doing radio. And the thing that they did to me, what really just kind of just sent me off the edge, was they did the what if game. So, Max, oh, who man. would you? That's a that's a dangerous game. That that game could go on forever. Whole list of guys that they went down. Uh, you know, Bradley Beal. Would you trade Bradley Beal for Jason Tatum? I'm like, no. Like, why? Why not? I said, what does Bradley Beal want? And Brad, we said, well, what do those guys want? What is Brown? And, I said, Brown and Tatum are almost in the finals. Bradley Beal is, is the one who's been in this league, hadn't even been close to sniffing the finals. So they went down this list of names, and, and I, I just, you know, just had enough. I just think that, you know, you, you, you cannot. You know, it's like, well, think Brad needs it. Brad needs to go. And oh, who? Okay, who are you gonna get to replace Brad? What what coach do you? What coach you want out there? So no answers, but a lot of suggestions. Right. That's what I always tell people. Who's your replacement? Because if you say fire Brad, you better have a plan B in mind. Because what's the point of even bringing it up? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and another part of. Another part of that is is this whole Jason Tatum and and breaking up the the dynamic of those two Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Let, let's see what the sequel looks like first, right? I mean, the trade deadline is coming past. Let's just relax and see what's in front of us first. I mean, this isn't going to be this isn't going to be this is this isn't a whole lot of this is not a whole lot of basketball left here. We keep, we keep thinking the same thing, and it's like this this is not a championship team. And you know, people like as well, well, how do you feel? Well, 
I'm like everybody else. I'm disappointed that they should have a they should have a better record considering all the talent they have. But you also say one thing, and and I got the chance to talk to Danny for a few minutes coming into the building. And he was like, so many things have happened, and this team hasn't hasn't even been completely healthy. And you think about it, even last night, you would have loved to have Warrior around, but you couldn't have him because of COVID. So, story of the regular season, right? Continue to try to find opportunities there to win games, even when you know, even when they're shorthanded. And I understand that that's part of the game. And and you know, then it was went on from that to Jason Tatum's not the leader. Jason Tatum's not this. Brown's not. I was like, it's just calm down. How old is he? He's just really learning to play the game at a professional level, and now you're giving him the keys to the, the all the keys to to the castle, and you guys expect for him just to know it, just like that. So, it was so much noise surrounding, you know, what they did, what they've done, and what they have not done. Yeah, you know, people always talk about the experience that they have and the deep playoff runs. I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. Like, how many years did it take the the great ones? You know, there's a lot of players out there. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, took them closer to 10 years than it did to five years to get that first championship, right? I, I mean, people tend to forget that. And, of course, the generations are different. Of course, the situations are different. I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, these two, this is pretty much the very first year where they're being asked to be, okay, you are the leaders of this team. Whereas last year was Kemba, you know. Every year it seems like it's different, but at least now we know the hierarchy. We, we know how things are going to pan out, at least on the court, at least talent-wise. But it's difficult when you have constant hurdles with with the with, with this regular season has been, you know, the, the, with COVID and, and, and guys missing so many games. The Celtics lead the league in, in games – uh, missed, you know, if you combine every single player on this team throughout the roster. I mean, everyone's missed games because of COVID. Everyone. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and one thing you pointed out, you know, you point out early, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, the greatest player, arguably one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But how long did it take him to win? He didn't win immediately when he came in. And people had dubbed him for a while as uh, a guy who couldn't win it. He can't win. He's an individual, but he doesn't make guys around him better. And then all of a sudden, he's the greatest now since he made guys around him better. Can Tatum and Brown do that? And I think that's a that's a that's a fair question, but it's a question that you know is going to come with time. And not trading one of them, but just you know who you'd want. I mean, so if you ask me right now, okay, who you, can we get a trade? Well, if you're talking about a Carl Anthony Towns, somebody like that, man, I'm in. Because, you know, that big center, what he's able to do for your team and change the dynamics that way. But you're just talking about getting Bradley Beal in here. Well, you get Bradley Beal, what do you lose in translation? Has anything in the last couple of weeks changed your mind on that? About? About the scenario, about what you just said, about the possibility of the Celtics going out and getting someone like Carl Anthony Towns and saying, you know what, of course, at the end of the season, thinking, you know what, I'd rather pair one of these guys with someone like Carl Anthony Towns and, and sign Evan Fournier and, and then just try to work from there because obviously Kemba's still under the cap. You still have a, you know, you, you're, you're different on the surface, but of course you add, you have a you have more muscle up front with someone like Carl Anthony Towns. Well, I'll tell you what, Carl Anthony Towns must be just tired of losing. If he's one of the most talented big men in the league right now, he's a guy who hasn't been in the playoffs, sniffed the playoffs, doesn't know anything about it, 
and continues to have be on one of the worst teams. And every year they get the first and second round pick and they go nowhere. It's going to be the same thing again this year. First, second round picks going no place. So, you know, eventually some of those guys want to move. And, uh, you know, you've done business with Minnesota before. There was a, there was a guy who came in here and, you know, Kevin Garnett came from Minnesota. Maybe lightning strikes twice if you have the right piece. So back to back to this front court, right? Tristan Thompson, of course, this is a great sign because he's going to be between him and, and Robert Williams, and of course Brad Stevens staying the obvious a bit, but of course went in depth about what what they're going to mean mean to that center position. They're going to take the majority of those minutes, and, and to see Tristan Thompson in there, and, and of course giving you that muscle, and now giving you a little bit of attitude after the fact. And, and calling out Kevin O'Connor with this whole thing. Like, like I like the energy. Don't get me wrong. People may not like the approach, but I like a veteran like that sort of going out and, and not only protecting his uh, his, his reputation, but the, the, the team's reputation. And he wasn't the only one. He pointed out what Jalen Brown did, what Kemba Walker did. Kemba Walker is someone who doesn't often hop on Twitter and, and, and tweet in every now and then. He's, he's very, very rarely on Twitter. But, of course, he had to step out and, and defend that report and, and say it was trash and say it wasn't it wasn't true so how do you feel about that can this can this be a turning point a crucial turning point i feel like i've asked you this like every month throughout the course of the regular season but 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 this one's a little different right this one this one feels different we keep we keep going to that same point about it's just a, a critical game where well, that next game was really critical that was a critical game from a confidence standpoint after you got manhandled by philadelphia you couldn't come in your own building and lose to the new york knicks and the Celtics had a gut check. And they had huge shots from Marcus, uh, huge defensive plays from Brown and Tatum and, and Tristan Thompson. So they, they, they had a good, they had a great team effort. So we'll see what happens with the next game that comes in when you play an opponent that isn't really as good. But, you know, we've seen the Celtics lose too many of those. So I, I, I'm very... uh very interested in seeing what happens for this next game. What do you think about Marcus Smart and, and what uh, what he said about the, him him being one of the best defenders in the NBA? Of course, I mean he's he's had a tough season. You know he has he's missed a lot of games. You know he he didn't like what a uh, conversation Asherod, uh, myself, and guys from the Guard Report, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning, John Zan. I mean we all had we've been we've been talking about Marcus Smart and just the defense overall and, and how this team has struggled defensively because it's such an important part of this team and how far they're going to go. You you asked me about it. I need to ask you about it. You part of that group of the guard report. How did how did you guys feel having your names thrown out there? I mean, I'm sitting there saying, you know, talking about Marcus, and I said, you know, talking about how he did a good good job on Terry Rozier, and then he needed to get some off his chest that you guys have bothered him. He just goes ahead and say, well, they say I can't play defense. I'm like, who? I said, who said that? And he said, don't worry about it. He said, no, no. I'm going to name names. I'm like, well, names and names. There was the guard report and uh, HRI. HRI said, you know, I couldn't guard the swifter, uh, uh, younger guards right now. I can't do that. And then he just went on to just, and, and live on radio, he just goes ahead and says, well, you know what he needs to do? He needs to just shut the fuck up. And I was like, what? <laughs> we were just on air. We were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. And then, you know, I, I'm sure and your phone had to blow up, you know, with him throwing out the garden report. And it's like, I mean, you. here's the thing. You never know who's listening. You never do. 
And obviously he must have been listening to you guys and heard something that obviously he didn't like. Right. And I love it. How did how did how did you feel about that? You know, you guys were talk you guys were were not reporting the news, but you were part of the news story. I love it, Max, because it shows that fire that everyone loves about Marcus Smart. You know, everyone knows that he's going to go go out there, give it everything he has. And if he's saying this right now, he's going to back it up. And I can't wait to see that happen. You know, listen, we've been we've been tough about the defense in general. And who's the heart and soul of this defense? Right. Who's the anchor? You know, when he's there, when he's not there. I mean, you see the difference. So, I mean, yeah, you know, he hasn't been himself this season. It's been different. But. Is this a turning point? Is this, what, what matters most, right? It's, as Tristan Thompson was talking about, right? The playoffs, you know, the postseason. But we'll have to wait and see until then. But if this is what he needs to, to fire him up, and, and if he's able to remember that after the fact, after the game, and, and, and of course, give us a, a nice little friendly shout-out or not-so-friendly shout-out, then so be it. I love that. I love that energy. That's what, it, that's what it's about. That's what basketball's about, you know? Proving people wrong. Yeah, he, he stepped back and he... He uh, took it personal. But, you know, good players, good players to me, they find other ways to motivate themselves. And sometimes even the noise helps them out. I remember, uh, you know, seeing Michael Jordan, they were talking about him in the last dance and said something about George Carl, who was coaching against him in Seattle. He said George Carl just walked right by him, didn't say anything to him. He said, okay, all right. He said, oh, we're going to play that way. He said, I've known George Carl. Play golf with him, you know, with Dean Smith, all this kind of yeah, stuff. This story is so crazy, that. though. It's a crazy he story. Me another opportunity to take it personal, and, and maybe because these guys take it personal, maybe they can get a leg up and start playing, you know, with more consistency. Right, absolutely, and, and, and we love it. We love it. The Garden Report. I, I mean, not everyone was talking about it. I was putting it on my IG. I was tagging them. I'm, I'm, I'm clapping. I'm like, listen, we love this. I love this. I should say. I don't know about the other guys, but I love it because I want to see him back it up. I know he can back it up, and and if he if if it takes us to do it to to get him to you know to call us out, I don't mind it at all. You know, I appreciate the shout out. You know, okay. In that regard, I appreciate it 100. percent and I've been the one that's been defending him the most, especially when that whole trade talks was was, was going on. At least in that aspect, I was the, I was the one being like, "Listen, don't just throw Marcus Smart in any trade now. You can't just be trading him around like that." You, you remember the people people that were saying, and not not the Garden Report people, but just in general, like people just you know just throwing him in trades. Well, just so many people are. I was just reading, and very slow in my reading comments, but I was reading the comments. I think yesterday actually was on Facebook. On Facebook, it was about Jason Tatum. I mean, there's a legion of guys, legions of people out there right now who are just not fond of Jason Tatum and what he's done so far this year. As I said before, we we don't know how COVID has affected Jason Tatum. Because there was one game in particular where he said, I was out there playing against Washington, and I couldn't breathe. So... Fine line right now. This year is a, this year seems like a throwaway year. It's just a, a just an unbelievable throwaway year. Well, let me ask you this, Max. When people talk about him as a leader, and they talk about you know his body language, his approach. Are you buying any of that in, in, in the sense that, like, you're you're a little I don't I don't want to say disappointed, but underwhelmed by how how he reacts. Body language, body language is something that you know he gives off. And I mean, every play he goes towards the hole, and 
he gets nicked or he's throwing his hands up and stuff and getting back on the defensive end and getting involved and getting even that way, he kind of throws himself out of the mix. And the energy that he gives off, when your leader gives off that kind of energy, everybody on your team and the coaches are going to be affected. So he has to, start, he has to bury that, bury that hatchet and get to the next play. I think that's going to be the biggest adjustment that he's going to have to make in his career. All right, we got it. We, we I, I got to get your. I, I got to get the truth about this Paul Pierce situation from you, Max. You, I, you know what we do here. We we keep it a hundred, right? I, I mean, if you if we were recording this last weekend, this this story is completely different, right? But been after well, Monday morning, it, it wasn't funny anymore, right? Before it was funny, right? Paul Pierce goes live on his IG. He's drinking. He's smoking. You know, nothing wrong with that. He's got strippers in the back. You know, at first it's not obvious, but then I started looking at other videos, other versions of it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There's money being tossed around, uh, cheeks, you know. Every, I'm not talking about the ones on people's faces, you know. And I'm like, all right, Max, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm surprised he's doing this, but he, he's on one, you know. He's, he's obviously, he's, he's feeling it. He, he's at that point. Monday morning, ESPN fires him, Max. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. I know it's Disney, Max. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by it, but I don't, I, I don't agree with it. It's it's not. I'm not signing up for it. I'm not signing off. I'm not signing off on it. You're not taking it into account. You don't know how many times they've warned Paul Pierce. Do you think all of a sudden they just fired Paul Pierce because of this one indiscretion? Yeah, but he hasn't done anything like this before. Maybe, maybe something else happened. Didn't he have something like this on his Instagram for New Year's or something where he was, you know, he was actually intoxicated? having a good time, had a couple of ladies on his arms, you know, and, and there's certain things you just can't, regardless of your way, you, you have to, you have to be held accountable for your actions. And when you're working for what wants to keep, you know, wants to keep their nose clean, the last thing they want is for, well, for one of their guys right now to be out in the public doing what Paul Pierce has done. I get it. I mean, again, if it was any other uh, network, I, I, I'd be surprised. But because it's Disney, because it's ESPN, but I, I'm waiting for the bounce back. You know, I'm waiting for Paul. Of course, he, he he responded, got on Twitter. First, he just put a video of himself laughing, and then after that, he was like, "Listen, bigger things are coming. You know, fall down twice, get back up three times. You know the vibes." So. He said that. He also said, you know, there was also another article saying there was some adult film crew wanted to hire Paul Pierce. <laughs> That's right. Cam, Cam, Cam Soda. Cam Soda wanted to hire him. I'm like, damn. I'm like, come on. That's, you don't need to have your name surrounded with that, man. Come on. <laughs> come on, man. It just, he, he, he would be a news. He'd still be a sports reporter, though. He'd still be a sports reporter. He's still of this franchise can't do that. That's true. You guys have a fraternity, right? Yeah, somebody asked me, said, oh, well, you know, you, get the, you know, Paul didn't do anything wrong. He was just letting his hair down. Well, he didn't have to put that on. He didn't have to put that online. What What made you put it online? Yeah, that's the... That, you're, letting, you're letting your hair... You're letting your hair down? Okay, I get it. 
Why are you putting online? Yeah, New York New York Post. Uh, a, a source came forward to New York to the New York Post and, and said that that went into the decision. The fact that he it was him doing it on you know on his own. It wasn't like somebody else recording him on on their own on their personal IG. It was Paul's. I mean, what, yeah. I mean, what what's the what's the purpose of giving the world a glimpse of your personal life like that? No, I got I got, I got somebody, a better I got a better question for you. Stole it, if somebody stole it from you, I, I get it. I can go with yeah, it. That's true. If nobody's stealing for you. You just put it out there on your own. It's like, that's self-inflicted, man. I got a better question, though. Where's the squad, man? Where's your boys? Where, where's the guys that, that's supposed to have your back and be like, whoa. That's the problem. Whoa, Paul. Whoa, you're doing too much right now. Give me your phone, Paul. You know, I, we, you, you had that. You had that friend. I had that friend. I got a couple of those friends that be like, yo, Josue, give me your phone. Give me your phone, man. That's it. You're done. You're cut off. Dude, I'm, I'm I'm 63, 65 years old. I hope I ain't got no squad out there. Somebody tell me, yo, man, you need to. No, nah. come on, just you know. And I, I mean, back in back in the day, though, Max, you know, you, someone someone had to be like, hey, but maybe you weren't that guy. Never mind. Maybe because maybe you would lay back. But but for the people who, you know, you got to have that one dude. I was not that guy during the 80s when I played. Wink, wink. All right, all right, Max. I see you. Wink, wink. We did. You were you essentially like this one dude. Then in the later eighties, it started to be the three, four guys. Your posse. Some guy, you know, who picks you up from the airport. Some guy who, you know, washes your dog. Some guy who goes to pick the laundry up or something like that. We didn't have that during the eighties. During during the early eighties, when I was playing. It happened later on, and it's just—it's not a pretty look. All right, Max is rolling dolo. All right, I got you, Max. <laughs> this is not. I mean, it's just not—it's not that kind of party. I yeah. mean, it, you know, here's the thing: if you're Paul Pierce, what do you have? To, what do you have to lose? And what do you? What do you have to gain by doing that? What's your gain? Just a bad look in the in the morning. You know, you look at your phone cringing, okay. you know, that's what it was. Is that, is, that, is that a game? I mean, I don't think he I don't think this thing was playing, Max. I think he just drank too much, got too excited, you know? I'm just asking you. I'm just asking you. This wasn't a marketing plan. Do you have to game? A lesson, I guess. And this is it. You gain that lesson. What lesson? To don't do it again. What lesson you have to what lesson you have to gain? To tone it down next time and make sure that this doesn't happen again. That need to, that need to be a next time. What do you have to gain? It? The answer should be very very simple here, Joseph. Nothing. <laughs> you gain nothing out of that. That's true. Zero. That's the answer. That's the answer. Other than you getting fired and and paying your reputation. Right. That's, That's it. Oh, not, 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 you gain nothing out of that. There was nothing to be gained by putting yourself in an intoxicated position with a couple of strippers for, you know, all the all the world to see. Right, right. If you want girls dancing, come dance to your house, it's fine. Wherever you're going at, that's fine. But you don't need to you don't need to let the public know that you're doing that. I just like the single vibes, Max. You know I'm all about the single vibes, you know? I, I, I like that. The single, the single vibes. Paul's single, he's got a new chapter, you know, I, I like that. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Keep it, like you just saying, keep it single. Right. 
Right. What's the what's the addition? What what do you what again? You have absolutely nothing that is going to benefit you by putting that out to the public. That's true. You know what? I I almost pulled the ball by, but I I, if you want to keep it for your personal archives, okay, I get it. I almost pulled the I almost pulled the Paul by by posting the Paul. I I got excited. I'm out in Atlanta, man. You know, it's a day wedding, so I'm I'm feeling good all day, pretty throughout the night, also. And I saw the Paul Pierce thing. I'm like, man, single vibes. Shout out to Paul Pierce, and I I posted on my IG. Even the next day, I was cringing. I'm like, oh man, I should, maybe I should have done that. Yeah, I mean, maybe I got too excited. It's too too crazy when you think about it. Yeah. You're looking to do. Social media is a, is a crazy play sometimes. Nothing about, you know, an a, a older player who is out of the league and looking like, looking like you're thirsty. What? <laughs> you're right. He does look thirsty, though. <laughs> Like thirsty as hell. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, putting strippers doesn't make you look like you're not thirsty. It makes you look thirstier. That that's a good. Yeah, all right, you got that, Max. That's a good point. All right, all right, that's true. Facts. I mean, you in that, you in that. He, you know, he's younger than you. If you saw a dude out there, you're like, damn, he's thirsty, man. Right. All right, you got that. All right, you know. But we're all looking at each other like, man, look at look how thirsty this dude is out here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know you done said it before. Of course. (laughs) Of course, absolutely. I mean, you said that to guys, to women, what? Damn, is that thirsty? Yeah, it goes both. Yeah, girls be thirsty, too. It goes both ways. The, the The way they behave on IG can be thirsty, too. That's it. That's the uh, uh, It didn't even look. Didn't even look like the girl wanted to be that thirsty. Like she and was then, trying to turn away from the camera. And then, and then my favorite is they they they, they post the screenshots of you know you know or, or they put the DMs being like, man, guys always in my DM. I mean, well, if you didn't post your 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 ass out every other week, you know, <laughs> so many guys wouldn't be trying to talk to you so much. Showing so many, you wouldn't be getting so many messages. Absolutely, you put yourself out like that. I mean, I remember, I remember what what happened with um, the whole thing with everybody else. It's like, okay, how is this thing being done that people are making you look that bad? Like, man, that's crazy. Right. Right. Oh man, crazy weekend. Crazy. uh, You know, just a week all in general from in, in terms of the Celtics and everything that's going on. You know, I love this part of the season because it's, it's like the final stretch. It goes by quick, and before you know it, the Celtics are in the play-in tournament. No, I don't, I'm just kidding, Max. But you never know, man. It, it could happen. <laughs> it could happen to this team. And, and hopefully this, that's not the case, but we'll, we'll see how the next couple of weeks unfold. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be one of the things, man, just to look at how things unfold with the season, it's so it's so crazy right now here that it's like, okay, why why are people like that and what is going on? I mean, um, 
mean, I look at, here's another one. D-Wade uh, poses question for a Celtics and Miss overwhelm, underwhelming season. Even D-Wade getting involved. I mean, people, this, this noise that, you know, are, are surrounding the team believes the Celtics lack something that the team needs in order to be a true finals contender. Yeah, what did you think about that, actually? I'm glad you brought that up. Dwayne Wade says that this team is missing an, an identity. This uh, A team can't be successful without an identity. What, what's your reaction to that? That's true. That, that is, your, your, your best player has to, what, what, what does your best player bring? What are those assets, those intangibles that you're going, damn. You know, James Harden go score them. You know that. Kyrie got the attitude. Uh, go, all the big-time players, in this league have an attitude about them and a cockiness and the arrogance. I want to see that with Tatum. I mean, we've seen that a couple of times with Blimp Steading. Right now, this team right now doesn't have a, doesn't really have an identity. Right. I mean, the one thing you, one thing that people keep saying about this team is what? Over and over again. Soft. They're soft. This is the thought that is, you read about people saying that all the time about this team. That's not the, that's not the identity that you want, is Nope. No, that's not it. That's not it at all. That that's that that's unlike most Celtics teams. In fact, you know that's the last thing they usually are. You want people to identify you as a team that is, you know, ain't gonna give no quarter. Always gonna be like, okay. This is what it's likely. And last night, there was a glimpse of that last night on how they played. I loved it. I mean, there was a true glimpse of that, how they played last night. There was the arrogance. There was the attitude. When they got down, I didn't think they were going to lose that game. Marcus Smart would not let them lose that game. 